0: Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me, you're in the right place. This is your go to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the Shadow Work Queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Shadow Work. What the fuck? Today is a little bit of a different episode than I think I probably would have thought of doing, but after my car accident on the 30th of December, I just wanted to speak to how I moved through that. So for those of you who don't know, I was involved in a head-on collision where a car um, breached the center line because they lost control of their car and they ran straight into the front of mine and completely wrecked my car and wrecked their cars, fortunately all people involved in this accident walked out completely unharmed bar some scratches, whiplash and bruising, which is a miracle because if you saw the cars, it is horrendous, <laughs> but everyone is safe and that's the main point. And, but that doesn't take away from that. The fact that it's a really traumatic thing to go through for anyone. And I know that I'm really lucky and not everyone has been so lucky. Um, And the other thing that sort of just really landed for me was just we just have no control over life, right? Like every single thing we do is a risk. Getting into a car is a risk. Falling in love is a risk. Starting a business is a risk. Moving is a risk. Like all of it is a risk that we've got to make a decision. Like, you know, do we want to stay and just play safe and have, you know, minimize risk or... Do we want to realize, like, life can be really fleeting and it can be taken away in a moment that had nothing to do with us? Um, And how do we want to live if that's the case? And so this has just given me a real reminder and reality check of just do the fucking thing. Like, just do the things you want to do. Change what you want to change. Go after what you want to go after. And let what needs to come up, come up as well. And so today I want to talk about moving through the actual trauma of something like this when it does come up, because even when we take those risks and we create beautiful lives, like shit will still happen. And the way I handled it, I'm really proud of how I handled it and how I showed up for myself and This is obviously relevant to my situation, um, but I want you guys to take what really resonates and what you feel you need. If you have been involved in something that feels traumatic or feels really hard, And this might help give you a bit of perspective on, okay, like, how can I come out the hero of this story of my own story rather than being a victim of the circumstances? Because it's not that we weren't a victim. Like I was a victim of a car accident. Someone ran into me. Like all of those things are factual and true, but if I continue to victimize myself around it, then I'm just going to stay basically in a car crash in my mind and in my body. And so that to me is not how I would wanna live my life. And so it's like, yes, I was a victim that happened. And now I can start to shift and change the way that I look at things or how I feel about things um, and how I continue to show up for my life because I am here and that's a fucking, it honestly is a miracle. And everyone who's seen those photos is like, it is a miracle. And it was, this is just kind of coming in now. But I noticed that uh, for myself, I I kind of stopped believing in magic. Um, and like what was possible, and you know, I just I got a bit pessimistic, which can happen when you go through a really emotionally hard year, which I did last year. And I was like, I want to believe in magic again. And this is a fucked up way to, (laughs) to have to believe in magic again, but it was magic to me, like everything. In the whole situation, like me and my friend who was in the car, like have spoken about all the things and all the decisions that lined up to us being in that accident. And the fact that if we weren't there, that family, because there was a family in the other car, they were heading straight off the side of a mountain. So them hitting our car actually probably saved their lives. And for that, I'm so grateful. And I'm like, that is divine intervention for that family, for the fact we all walked away, for the fact that we're all safe and the only damage is to the cars. Like, that is fucking magic to me. And it brings the biggest smile to my face. So I get to believe in magic again, <laughs> even though I had to lose my car to do so. But I also am learning about non attachment. But let's get into it because I want to give you guys kind of the six things that really help me deal and handle with a traumatic situation that can be applied to a car crash. It could be applied to even in a a relationship thing, or if something just, when shit hits the fan, that's really out of your control. Like, what do we do? What do we do? So the first thing, which is obviously going to depend on your physical circumstances is safety. (laughs) I mean, physical safety. So For me, I needed to remove myself obviously from the car because there was smoke coming out and that was scary. But it was like, okay, how do I get myself into a safe position? What do I need to do here? Do I need to call the police? Do I need to call an ambulance? Do I need to get myself out of this house? What is it? Because there's no point in looking at mindset. There's no point in like looking at high perspective if you're physically unsafe because your mind is not going to be in a space to be able to do that because first and foremost, your body and your mind is created to keep you safe. And so it's not, you can't have like these two things happening at the same time. So it's like, first step is always safety. Get yourself out of whatever situation is going on. So you can start to regulate yourself, which is step number two. So after I got out of that car, it was me going, I need to breathe. <laughs> I need to breathe. Cause I could feel myself wanting to stop breathing, um, or getting really shallow breaths, which was going to put me into a much more shocked response. Um, I probably would have passed out cause it was quite nauseating and all of those things. So it was like, how do I keep myself? I'm safe now physically. How do I keep myself calm and not going and making this worse in my body? And so it was like, okay, just keep breathing. I was like holding my friend's hand and we were just sitting and regulating our breathing together and just like getting our feet on the earth, regrounding as much as possible and just trying to stay as calm as possible because in that situation and where we were at, there wasn't a lot of point to anything else coming up um, because it wasn't it wasn't required. And it was just about getting us in even to more safety, which is waiting for an ambulance. So number three, which might be a little bit different is let yourself dissociate if it's needed. And so what dissociation means is that you basically compartmentalize what you are doing and experiencing and go somewhere else in your mind. So for me, Um, And this is especially if you like have a physical injury or it's feeling really overwhelming and it's just not the time or the place because you feel like you're going to shatter into a thousand pieces. So for me, letting myself dissociate, I was thinking, oh, my God, (laughs) my car, what am I going to have to do? I have insurance. I've got to do this. I used quite a lot of humor as well, so just making things feel a little bit lighter because it was a heavy enough situation and I didn't need my mind in that moment to catastrophize, to overanalyze, like, how much worse it could have been and all of those things. What I needed to do was just to create some safety through dissociation so I could get myself into a space where I could start the emotional healing, okay, So I probably stayed dissociated for a few days. Um, I posted some funny memes (laughs) on on my Instagram because that was just what was keeping me sane. Because deep down, like underneath my humor, and this is a really important piece if you use humor in a really difficult situation, which again is totally fine. But if you continue to use humor and you don't let yourself really experience what's there, that just gets trapped and bound up in your in your body and in your inner energy system and your emotional systems and all of that. And so that will become a trigger over time and it can make things a lot harder. So for example, like if I had just bound up all that energy and I didn't let it come through, then it it probably would have been a lot harder for me to get back behind a wheel or in a car, and it would have triggered a lot of anxiety. And it would have been like, oh my God, and like freaking out and thinking about this, and da 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 da. But because I actually let myself, and this is step number four, was reassociate and actually feel what was there. And let that anxiety come through my body of crying, of shaking my body, of screaming, of, you know, whatever it is that that emotion needed to like really release from my system, allowed it to just (sighs) and bring myself down into a more regulated state. But if I just keep... Ignoring it and making jokes at my own expense, which I definitely, you know, I appreciate it and I, I like to do that, those things. Um, it is bypassing. Yeah, it's going to be bypassing what's really there. And when we bypass, we store it for longer and it will bite us in the ass at some stage. So reassociation is very important And it might be hard to get there. And, you know, for me, it was being on a coaching call and having a mentor and a partner and all of those things to really hold space for me when I just needed to let it flow. Um, And in those moments, it's also asking, like, okay, well, what do I need right now? Do I need, like, I didn't need someone to fix it or to tell me it was all going to be okay. And, like, I know that, of course. What I needed was. Love And for people just to hold me and just to be there, no words were needed. And so having that safe space was very healing. And this might take time and it may take years to reassociate. So I'm running my Ignite retreat in what, three weeks now or something. And that is actually about reassociating with things that you've probably dissociated from, for years, maybe 20 years, 30 years, maybe a year, maybe a few months. But it doesn't matter how long you stay dissociated, it doesn't actually go away until you reassociate and heal it. And so all of that stuff just, again, gets trapped and bound up, and they need a safe space in order for it to come out. And so Ignite is really about healing old trauma situations and emotional situations that never had a chance because we stayed in our heads. We kept trying to say it's fine. We kept trying to um, be like, no, like, I don't need to feel that. Let's just get on with life. Let's just move past it. Rather than going through the entire process, which is, okay, this thing has happened. I have physically healed. I'm okay. I'm in a space. Now I actually need to reassociate and let the emotional stuff come through because there is always an emotional response there. Our conscious and ego mind just want to keep it held down because it feels like we can't handle it. It feels like if I let that out, I am going to shatter into a thousand million pieces and never going to come back to being okay. Okay. But you will, and you'll be more okay once it's out and once you're free of it than if you just try to ignore it and shove it down other ways. So make sure that even if it feels like a long time ago, it needs to be reassociated and felt. And you'll know that it's time because you'll start to see those patterns come up again and again. Um, and if it's a fresh incident, then that's also totally fine. It's just like, is it, you know, do I physically feel okay? Do I have the support around me? All of those things. And now let's go and just heal this. Perfect. Number five. And this is what happens once we've reassociated, um, a lot of the time people can bypass number four and just get into number five. Again, don't recommend it just because later on it will bite you in the ass. So number five is all about higher perspective and learnings. This is once we have gotten to The core of what we're feeling and the vulnerability, and all of those things, and going, Great, how can I look at this differently? How can I make myself back in control of this story and how I see it, and not making myself a victim to what happened, and going, What can I learn from this? And so for the car accident, I actually didn't feel like there was a lot for me to learn for myself because I last year I learned so many lessons that I could have taken from the accident. Right. I learned to slow down. I learned to be present. Um, I learned to experience life and enjoy life and still achieve goals. Like I learned a lot of balance and, um, I didn't feel like I was really missing out on anything and it didn't make me reevaluate my life and my decisions. I was like, no, actually I feel really, really good about those. And that was one of my takeaways was that, you know, if I had died in that accident, I would have been so fucking grateful that I had lived the way I had lived and all the things that I've shifted and changed for myself. So it's, it's an odd thing, but I didn't feel that this was about me. It was that I felt like we were there to save these people's lives and that God or the universe or whatever you want to say had honestly guided us to be at that point at that exact time. And no one got injured because if they had, if we hadn't been there, they would have just gone straight off a cliff. A mom who was pregnant, a baby, a, a, the husband, like they would have just gone see you later. And I was just like, that is such a beautiful perspective. And I'm so grateful that I could be there with a really safe car to take the impact for them. So they didn't have to take it through their lives. And that doesn't invalidate. And this is the other piece I want to say, like a higher perspective does not invalidate the grief that still comes out. I was very upset and <laughs> still upset that I lost a car that I had worked really hard to get for myself and that was a really big proud moment for me. Um and that I lost it 3 months after I had got it. It doesn't invalidate the grief that comes up with the fact that yeah, like I could have died or my friend was injured not in a serious way, but she was there and she had to experience that and that was hard for me and that I, this family could have had it a lot worse. Like all of those bits are still there and I've cried and let those come through while holding the higher perspective of Thank fucking God it happened. So everyone's life was actually saved at the end of the day. And number six is be with the waves. So I imagine grief and trauma and all of those things. It's like an ocean. It's like a a body of water. And sometimes that body of water, it's really flat. And it feels okay. And it's like, okay, cool. Like you can just bathe and hang around and it's just sort of you're observing it and just is what it is. It feels like there's higher perspective and there's some beauty and all of those things. And there's other times where grief will come up like... A crazy storm and the waves will be crashing and it will feel like you're being kind of beat up and um, it feels like you just want to cry and scream and it feels really hard and it's like let yourself be with that storm and move with that storm and let it kind of move through you and know that again that sun will come out and that ocean will just go back to being still again and there is no timeline for that either so right now I'm fine but it may come up again. There's times where I'm meditating and all I see is this white car across the road. And the sound of that bang, those things come up and I'm like, okay, let's just be with this. And that is okay for that to come up. If I need to cry, that is okay. And I can still keep myself moving forward and treating myself with kindness and achieving what I want to achieve. Even though this horrible thing has occurred. Okay. So they are my six big things. First is always safety. No point in doing anything else until you are safe and out of danger. Number two is regulating yourself. Once you are safe, it's time to start to get your system to calm down because your mind will want to keep yourself freaking out and it can keep you in a fight or flight response. So if you focus on breathing, regrounding, coming back to the present moment, you are safe, you are alive, everything is okay, then You're going to start to shift that. If you need to dissociate, do so, especially if you're physically injured um, or there's pain. Like, it's okay to go and think about other things and, you know, whatever it is, uh, as long as you're not catastrophizing things. If you find yourself catastrophizing, it's like go back to step two of regulating yourself. uh, number four is reassociating with the feelings in a safe space, even if it's a week or two or a month or years later, that's so fine. But making sure you release that from your body because our conscious mind, it can shut down our emotional side and it can store all of those things. So we don't want them biting us in the ass at a later date. Number five is always on higher perspective and getting those lessons, learning, okay, cool. What is it that I can take from this? Do I need to slow down? Do I need to be more present? What do I need to shift or change after this thing has occurred? Not to make sure it doesn't happen again because like you can't control that, but to be in a space of I'm, I'm actually taking something from this rather than just taking I was a victim in it. And then number six, let those waves come. Let the grief come when it needs to come. You don't have to be feeling a hundred fucking dollars, hundred bucks around it, a hundred percent around it all the time. All of those things are perfectly fine when they come. So last little piece, I have just one spot left for my retreat. That is February two to five on the Sunshine Coast. And this is all about that healing piece. It's about reassociating with old feelings. It's about letting them move through. It's about getting you into a space where you just feel like empty from the past. And like you've let go so much of that baggage that's been holding you down and keeping you stuck and elevating into this new version of yourself that you want to be, who has the things that they want and all of those sorts of things. So. If that feels like something you need to do and you are ready to let go and to heal and to elevate and expand, then make sure you follow the link in the show notes. You can put all your details in. You'll get all of the details of the retreat, the payment plans, the investment, all of that. And then you can apply and we'll jump on the phone make sure it's the right fit. And then you will be able to secure secure your spot. So if you're feeling like that is your spot, make sure you go and apply because the applications are closing January 23rd, which is super exciting because it is coming up so soon and it is so amazing. Uh Yeah. And if you have loved this, then share it with someone who think it could help put on your story, share any takeaways that you want with me. You can DM me on Instagram, complete underscore by Caitlin and make sure you follow me there for all updates on my programs that I'm running, any coaching opportunities, all of that. But apart from that, Love you guys loads. Have a beautiful week and I'll chat with you all on the next episode.